For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. This is part four of the series. The scripture says from Amos chapter 6 verse 6, but they are not grieved for the hurt of Joseph. You see, it is the task of the Messiah to gather the exiles of Israel. And the first of the taking of the 12 tribes of Israel took place in the Galilee area with the taking of those of the northern kingdom. In order to show that the Messiah is going to come and gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel, ending their exile, it was seen he would come to the Galilee to to show who he was and to reveal his task. The northern kingdom was taken from the Galilee area initially, as we can see from 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 29. In the days of Peacock, king of Israel, came Tiglat Pileser, king of Assyria, and he takes various cities that are mentioned there. And among the areas that he takes is Gilead and Galilee. And this area, the Galilee, falls into the land of Naphtali, and he carried them captive to Assyria. Now, in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, it tells about the next taking of the Assyrians, the next taking of the northern kingdom by the Assyrians, and in telling about the next invasion of the Assyrians to take the northern kingdom further captivity, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2 explains that the next taking will be more severe than the original taking. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, it is written, Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation when at the first or initially, which we read in 2 Kings chapter 15 verse 29, he lightly afflicted compared to the one that's coming, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. And afterward did he more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee the nations. The people that walked in darkness, what does it mean they walked in darkness? They departed from the Torah. They've seen a great light. Who's the great light? It is the Messiah. And they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, the land of the shadow of death is exile in the nations. Upon them has the light shined. The ministry of Yeshua is to gather the ten tribes. Matthew in chapter 4 and verses 14 through 16. Here in explaining Yeshua being in the Galilee, it says this is a fulfillment of what was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet 
prophet saying, now we're looking at Matthew chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee, the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness, that is the northern kingdom or the 10 tribes that didn't follow Torah, saw a great light. That's the Messiah. He's the living Torah. The Torah is light and the Messiah is the great light. He's the living Torah. And to them which sat in the region, the shadow of death, that is exile in the nations, light is sprung up. The light is the Messiah coming to bring the redemption and ending the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, when Yeshua ministered in the Galilee area, his ministry was at Capernaum. And Capernaum in Hebrew is Kafar Nahum, which means the village of comfort. Matthew chapter 4, verse 13, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali. Capernaum is the Strong's number 2584 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary, and there it will explain to you that the word comes from the Hebrew Kafar Nahum, which means the village of comfort. Now, based upon what we covered earlier in the teaching, comfort is associated with ending the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. So Yeshua, he ministers in the Galilee because that is the area where the northern kingdom was initially taken captive by the Assyrians. And then there's a city in the Galilee where he primarily ministers at. And the name of the city is the village of comfort because comfort is associated with the end of the exile. So there's a deeper meaning here that's being communicated that Yeshua is the Messiah and he's coming to forgive the sins of the nation of Israel and to end their exile with primary emphasis on the northern kingdom because his ministry is centered in their area. Now, looking once again how comfort is associated with the end of the exile from Jeremiah in chapter 31 and verse 10, it is written, Hear the word of the Lord, O you nations, and declare it in the isles afar off and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. So the subject is gathering the exiles of Israel. And regarding gathering the exiles of Israel, it says in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 13, then will the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning into joy. The mourning is the exile. The joy is the end of the exile. And that joy is associated with, and I will comfort them. We can see this as well. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 16, that the end of mourning is associated with returning to the land of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, refrain your voice from weeping. These words are being spoken to Rachel and your eyes from tears for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they will come again from the land of the enemy. The land of the enemy is the nations of exile. There is hope in your end, says the Lord, that your children will come again to their own border. So returning to their own border is refrain your voice from weeping. And so when you quit weeping, you are comforted. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, Isaiah chapter 40, and Yeshua is ministering in Capernaum, the village of comfort. There's a prophecy in Jeremiah chapter 16 that the exiles of Israel, that fishers would be sent for them. Jeremiah chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, that the day will come where it will be said that the Lord lives that brought up the children of Israel 
Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he's driven them. And I will bring them again into the land that I gave their fathers. So the subject is returning to the land of Israel. And regarding that, it says in Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 16, Behold, I will send for many fishers, says the Lord, and they shall fish them. Because of this prophecy that fishers will be sent to the exiles of Israel, Yeshua said when he called his disciples, Mark chapter 1, verse 17, Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Yeshua, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, in order to understand what Yeshua is communicating when he says, I'm going to make you fishers of men, it has a dual meaning because man in Hebrew is Adam. Now, Adam is a term for everyone who lives on the earth, but Adam is also a term for the nation of Israel, as we're going to see. And fish in multiplying as fish is a blessing that was given to a as we can see in Genesis chapter 48 and verse 16, where here we have Jacob giving the firstborn blessing to Ephraim. And this is what he says when he gives the blessing. The angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and let my name be named on them. This is referring to Ephraim and Manasseh in the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And here's what it says in the King James. Let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. But where we see the phrase, let them grow, it is the Strong's number 1711 in the Hebrew dictionary. And the Hebrew word there is dagah. And dagah is the Hebrew word for fish. What it literally says in the Hebrew is let them increase as fish in the earth. But fish don't increase in the earth. Fish live in the sea. They increase in the sea. So because fish don't increase in the earth, this was not translated literally. It was translated, let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. But let's see that the Hebrew word daga means fish. And it's translated this way in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. So the word fish here is daga. Now let's look to see where the nation of Israel are called men or Adam. Because Yeshua in calling his disciples said unto them in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, follow me. And this is what will be the result when you follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. From the art scroll of the book of Ezekiel on page 30, there they explained the following. Of all the prophets, God confers a unique title upon Ezekiel. Throughout the book of Ezekiel, he is called son of man, or in Hebrew, ben Adam. And the whole nation of Israel is entitled Adam. You, Israel, are Adam. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 31. And the family of Israel in its entirety is called Adam. In Ezekiel in chapter 36 and verse 10, the ministry message of Yeshua is to repent and to believe the gospel. Mark chapter 1 verses 14 and 15. Now after that John was put in prison, Yeshua came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Let's summarize what we've covered here in this section of the teaching. Yeshua linked repent and believe the gospel 
with his ministry in the Galilee, where he called fishermen, whose calling would be to go and to be trained to go to the exiles of Israel to proclaim the Messiahship of Yeshua to them. In the Galilee, Yeshua ministered in a city named Capernaum, which in Hebrew means the village of comfort, which is an allusion to the comforting of the exiles of Israel through the process of gathering the exiles of Israel and Yeshua ruling over them during the Messianic era. The northern kingdom was was initially exiled from the Galilee area. Yeshua's ministry in the Galilee was focused on him bringing restoration to the northern kingdom, the ten tribes, and ultimately restoration to all twelve tribes in gathering and uniting the twelve tribes of Israel. In concluding this teaching, we're going to look at Matthew in chapter 11, where John sends a couple of his students and asks the following question. We're reading from from Matthew chapter 11 verses 1 through 4 and it came to pass when Yeshua had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples he departed there to teach and to preach in their cities now when John had heard in the prison the works of Messiah he sent two of his disciples and said unto him are you he that should come meaning are you the Messiah or do we look for someone else that is the Messiah so Yeshua answered and said go and show John again those things which you do hear and see the blind receive their sight the lame walk the lepers are cleansed the deaf hear the dead are raised up the poor have the gospel preached to them and blessed is he whoever that is not offended in me so in Yeshua's earthly ministry he literally healed the blind and the lame and the lepers and he literally caused the deaf to hear he literally raised those from the dead and he literally went to those who were the outcasts in society and shared the good news with them so on a literal level level, Yeshua's answer was true in his first coming. But on a deeper level, what we are going to see is that the terms blind, lame, lepers, deaf, dead, and poor are all terms that describe the spiritual status of the exiles of Israel. And so on the deeper meaning of Yeshua's answer, decoded, this is how he answered. Yes, I am the Messiah because I'm the one who gathers and unites the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he says, you're blessed if you're not offended that I'm the Messiah and my redemptive work is to gather the exiles of Israel. So Yeshua proclaimed, repent and believe the gospel. Part of believing the gospel is believing his role to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel. Given that the terms blind, lame, lepers, deaf, dead, and poor are all terms that's going to be associated with the spiritual status of the exiles of Israel as we're going to see here, decoded Yeshua's answer is this and this allows us to have an understanding of what the good news is to the nation of Israel and ultimately to the world that the blind the exiles of Israel receive their sight and in receiving their sight it's a reference to believing that Yeshua is the Messiah and following his Torah the lame that is the exiles of Israel they walk meaning that they live their lives by following the Torah and believing in Yeshua the lepers the exiles of Israel are cleansed their sins are forgiven is the deeper meaning of this 
the deaf, that is the exiles of Israel here. That is, they hear and they understand that Yeshua is the Messiah and they follow his Torah. The dead, that is the exiles of Israel, they're raised up. And in Ezekiel chapter 37, the raising up of the exiles of Israel are associated with the resurrection of the dead. The poor, that is the exiles of Israel, have the good news or the gospel preached to them. And Yeshua is the Messiah who gathers the exiles of Israel. Now let's look and see and understand biblical terms which describe the exiles of Israel so that we can connect and see that the answer that Yeshua gave to John is, I'm the Messiah that gathers the exiles of Israel. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 9, page 202, it says, Rabbi Simeon, son of Yohai, taught, when Israel stood before Mount Sinai and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do and obey. That's Exodus in chapter 24, verse 7. At that moment, there was among them none that had an issue, none that were lepers, none that were lame, none that were blind, none that were dumb. There was none that was deaf. There were no lunatics and no imbeciles, no dullards and no drunkards. However, it goes on to say, after they sinned, that is committed the sin of the golden calf, they were not very many days following that event that there were among them persons that had issue and were lepers, that were lame and blind, that were dumb and deaf. They were lunatics and dullards. And it was under that situation in Numbers chapter 5 verse 2 that the order was given, let them put out of the camp every leper and everyone that has an issue. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah volume 3 page 383, the nation of Israel is regarded as being poor and afflicted. When Israel asked God, who are your people, the reply was the poor. For it says, quoting from the book of Isaiah, for the Lord has comforted his people and he has compassion upon the poor. The poor here is going to be a reference to the poor in spirit and the poor in spirit are those who have departed from the Torah. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 652, Rabbi Yochanan said, wherever poor, afflicted, or needy occurs, scripture refers to the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel is regarded as being blind. The Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 438, the blind man is Israel because it says, quoting from Isaiah, we grope for the wall like the blind. Yea, as they that have no eyes, do we stumble as at the noonday. Yeshua proclaims his task to gather the exiles of Israel. In Luke chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, he came to Nazareth and where he had been brought up and as his custom was, he went in the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And now he's reading from Isaiah chapter 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He's anointed me to preach the gospel and to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and then to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That is the Jubilee. In John chapter 11, 11, verses 49 through 52, we're told that Yeshua died on the tree for the purpose of gathering and uniting the 12 tribes of Israel. John chapter 11, verses 49 and 50, one of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, you know nothing at all, nor consider that is expedient for 
us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he, Caiaphas, prophesied that Yeshua would die for that nation. What nation then is Caiaphas prophesying that Yeshua would die for? It is the house of Judah. It is the southern kingdom. It is the Jewish people. But now look what it says in John chapter 11 in verse 52. And not for that nation only. So Caiaphas prophesied that Yeshua would die for that nation. But now it says, and not for that nation only. So how many nations is Yeshua dying for? He is dying for two nations. Now, who are these two nations? That he would gather together in one, the children of God scattered abroad. So who are two nations that are the children of God that are scattered abroad who are to become one? It refers to northern kingdom, southern kingdom. It refers to the house of Israel, the house of Judah. It refers to the ten tribes, or Ephraim and Judah, that here we're being told that the Messiah is dying to take the two who are the children of God scattered abroad and to unite them and to make them one. This is a messianic task. So in this session, we gave you the background to understand that the role of the Messiah is to gather and to unite the 12 tribes of Israel that before Messiah comes, Elijah must precede his coming. This is why the book of Luke started out by telling us the way in which Yochanan the Immerser or John the Baptist was born and then from the details that are given allows us to understand that he was born at Passover season and Passover season is the time of redemption. It is the time that the God of Israel visits his people. And so given that John is being born at Passover, we're told in Luke chapter 1 verse 67 that the Holy Spirit prophesied, blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he has visited and redeemed his people. The Holy Spirit here is prophesying through Zacharias. And then the ministry message of Yeshua and Yochanan the Immerser is to repent for the kingdom of heaven is hand, repent and believe the gospel. That repenting is repenting of your sins. And that repenting of your sins, you're preparing yourself for the coming of the Messiah. You're returning to his Torah. You are preparing yourself for the way of the Lord and you're making your paths straight. And then in repenting of your sins, you're to believe the gospel, believe the good news, believe that the Messiah is here to not only to forgive your sins, but to end the exile and for him to set up his kingdom. And then we looked in the message and saw how Yeshua's ministry was centered in the Galilee, in a particular city in the Galilee known as Capernaum. That the reason why his ministry was centered in the Galilee is because it was there in that region that the northern kingdom was originally taken captive by the Assyrians. And Capernaum means the village of comfort, and comfort is associated with ending the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. That when Yeshua called his disciples, he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. That men in Hebrew is Adam. And it refers to the whole world, but it also in Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 31 and Ezekiel 36 verse 10 is referring to the nation of Israel. So I pray that you've enjoyed the first part of this series as we will be explaining further the role of the Messiah to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel and how this subject is central to the New Testament teachings. This teaching is a part of a discipleship program that he brings 
Break Heritage Ministries offers. You can participate in this discipleship program by receiving on a monthly basis audio or video teachings. Now remember always these words from 1 John in chapter 2 and verse 6. He that says he abides in him, he that says that he's a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, ought himself to walk. That means to live our lives even as he walked or he lived his life. And how did Yeshua live his life? He followed the Torah of his father, even as he instructed those who believed on him in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, which means if you love Yeshua, express your love to him by following his Torah. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebrews.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.